Hey everybody, welcome to another segment of Everything Goes. I'm a minute late, I can't do that. Anyway, hopefully everybody shows up. I did put out the email, but I forgot to put the link. <laughs> anyway, I will let a couple minutes for people to come in. Ah, there's a Virginia prepper. She's just a prepper in Virginia. So, anyway, tonight's show is going to be somewhat of um, some sort of a going back to some of the stuff we talked yesterday, yesterday or the day before. Uh, my days are sort of kind of mushed together, so I have no idea what day I'm in half the time. And anyway, um, we're going to be talking about certain things coming up, certain things we may need to start thinking about what to do in certain situations that may occur um, because we are no longer in that, you know, world of, I don't know what world we're in. <laughs> you know, we think about this, you know, we've been watching the Disney Channel for so long that the the Disney world has taken over. Like, it's it's here. It's basically, you know giving us the fantasy and the fairy tales and God knows what else. You know, uh, today I was reading something and um, I forget what it was. Oh, I was listening to Mr. Putin in Russia. I like him. I, I, I like him. I like his stand. Uh, yeah, we just started. Um I'm just, I'm just rambling away until enough, you know, some people get, you know, kind of cr uh, crawl in here. Uh, I was listening to him. Now he's part of the WEF as well. I mean, I have, I have no illusions about that. I mean, even Klaus Schwab has, uh, you know, uh, made that comment. But, and I don't know, this is some more drama to hand Russia over to the WEF and the institution of, of uh, the UN. I think what we're seeing is the two regimes, the NATO regime and the bloc regime, are, are amalgamating. That's what it appears to me. That's a, it's an unfortunate thing if that happens, because now there'll be nothing to balance any equation. Nothing, you know. And when you hear him speak, he's telling a lot of truths about the whole global situation. And he's even made comparisons to how they're approaching the Ukraine and how the United States approached countries like in the Middle East. We see the effect of America's influence in the, in the Middle East, and it has devastated some countries, and some countries it has proliferated. And the countries that have devastated, like Palestine, for instance, they, I mean, they have basically almost genocided Palestine on the one side of Israel anyway. It's as if these were the rejects of the planet and they have gone full on to exterminate them. And we've been told all this time that they are the enemies of Israel, the enemies of the state, enemies of the security of Israel. How can a bunch of people... <laughs> who have barely enough money to eat, you know, be a threat 
that's like telling saying somebody in the ghetto who has no guns, no money, barely enough to eat, is going to be a major threat to the U.S. military. You know what I mean? It just makes no sense. And a lot of things that we've been told about not just the Middle East, but in Central America and other parts of the world has all been fiction. It's to get the American people on board because the American people were not on board for the war in Vietnam. They had had enough of that war. And they didn't want no more part of it. And the government realized that at a certain point that in order to be able to sustain a long, prolonged war, they had to get the American public on board. As long as the American public was on board, they could keep on with the war. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Not just Palestinians. There's a lot. There's probably more going on in the Middle East than we're fully aware of. And how much, how many people are actually dying over there in the name of whatever bullshit, whatever the flavor of the day is. Let's just put it that way. You know. Uh, well, the Ukraine, the Middle East has been, the Middle East has been foreplay. The Middle East has been foreplay. This is so they could fight a war, get to get people to fight a war or, or fight another type of war. And it's not a declared war. It's just basically a, how would you put it? A, um, a situation over there. Ukraine is not a war. If anything, if anything, anybody taught you, uh, with Vietnam, Vietnam was not a war either. Okay. It was just a means of making money. Ukraine just came over to the United States and asked for more money, more billions, and they're going along with it. They are going along with it. I, I, I it amazes me to no end how this bullshit just keeps keeps going. I wouldn't even call it a high. I wouldn't even call it a war. It's not a war. Did Congress declare war on Russia? This is a war by proxy. Okay, look what, they, look what they did in the Middle East. They got Christians, Muslims, and Hebrews to kill each other for no reason. Because of some fiction or some concepts or some philosophical bullshit that they got involved. It was all about power, power and control. Okay, so when we're looking at this thing, I guess Lisa wants to call in, but I'm, I'm hitting the invite, but nothing's happening here. Oh, there you are. You, did you make it? Hello? Hello, hello? What happened? Okay. Oh, are you there? Okay. Okay. Was not connecting. Alrighty. Um... Well, that's a good question everyone should be asking. How many million? I mean, we've given close to over $2 billion to the Ukraine just in, from Canada alone. The U.S. has given, I think, 20 or $30 billion. I, I lost count. I think Russia is getting, getting a cut on this. They're prolonging the theatrics here. 
If Russia wanted to conquer the Ukraine, they could have done it in two weeks. Same thing when the United States was uh, in Vietnam. They could have taken that in two weeks. So, the it, like I said, you know, the, the whole show, the whole thing's nothing but a show and a farce. You know, and even in Israel, Israel, Israel doesn't realize that the Zionists that are controlling Israel will one day turn on them. It's the Zionists in the Middle East that's causing all the problems. It's the Zionists that's causing most of the problems throughout the planet. You know, they even got a, they got even connections with, with the Vatican. And it's all one big group, you know. So you're, we're not seeing what we're, what we're seeing and what we're being told is not even remotely accurate, you know. And it's all about control, power, and money. Right now, it, ha- it happens to be certain countries. I mean, for what? For a while there, wasn't it, wasn't Lebanon getting bombed every other year, having getting destroyed? What did I do to you? I don't understand that question. Okay, I'm not sure why you're asking me that question. Why, why, what did I do to you? I have no idea. Unless maybe you're talking to somebody else. Um, yeah, this, this is the thing we need to, again, remember when Lebanon was being destroyed? I had talked to a guy from Lebanon. Uh, he had been there in the 50s. And he was saying Lebanon was like the pearl of the Middle East. Every banking institution, all these structures, it was am- amazing, you know. Uh, and then they wiped it out and they divided it and they even divided it, you know. So it seems to be the regime, the regimen of the days to create regimes within regimes, you know. And I was listening to Putin today talking about how there was already in the plans to take Russia and to divide it in sections. Welcome, everybody just popped in. There's a couple of you that just popped in. And he said they've been around, they've been, they withstood the test of time. So, like I said, nothing is what it appears. Um, okay. The, um, and we need to understand the nature of these wars today that are being fought in those parts of the world. A lot of those wars are unnecessary, could be negotiated if they were handled correctly, but they need something to kill the male population or or the more aggressive females. They have to get rid of people that are aggressive. They pose a problem for future events that they want to bring in. We've been hearing for the last couple of days, Carl Schwab talking his bullshit, yeah, the, uh, the little goat of his, always shooting, flapping his mouth, a little uh, goat. Bill Gates is now buying more and more into uh, uh, property rights, anything that you, you that you have in you that makes you their property. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure, that's that's a given. They want to destroy everyone who believes in God because it was between God and the devil. May as well call it the devil, evil devil, you know, call it what it is. Shatan, devil, Satan, whatever, you know, same thing. This whole world is now going the other way. It's being inverted. And so we we need to understand the nature of this inversion. So when we're looking at um, 
when we're looking at what we're dealing with today in all these wars, a major brouhaha is coming. Okay, a major brouhaha is coming. Now, they have decided, in my, in my humble estimation, that guns, bullets, tanks, and bombs are just expensive toys, only to be used when and if necessary. And I also think, in, in some respects, they're building these high-end toys I've been seeing lately, just in case. Uh, uh, well, I tried, I tried inviting you three or four times. So I, and then when I did finally get a hold of you, nothing was coming through. So that's why I disconnected you. It, not, it has nothing to do with what you did to me. It's the fact that you, we couldn't make contact. And all of a sudden you got offensive, offended. So, you know, people can speak. I've allowed people to speak on my show. It's just that we weren't making any connection. You know, before you jump to conclusions, perhaps you should ask what happened. That would be a civil thing to do. So anyway, the um, the nature of what's going on today, now they're talking about bio-warfare in a different manner. We've been talking about it for a while. The engaging of bio-warfare and bio-terrorism, uh, not only through these injections, but in the controlling of the components in those injections. And you're reading more and more and more about how they can control your mind and your head. You know, this is what they're, they, and it's been going on more and more now. More and more is coming out along those lines. We've been talking about it with nano and nanobiotech for quite some time. You know, um, the, uh, and now they're talking about a, uh, they're, they're bringing back up again the zombie effect. Tony, what's your guess on what will happen next year? I figure by February, There'll be an aerosol attack. They'll start it just before spring. Again, to induce the idea that some pandemic or some scandemic will be released. Just seems to be the logical thing for them to do because they do it. I mean, it's already they're already engaging something now. And they're already talking about these different viruses coming, you know, which amazes me. Because they never they never found the first one. Okay, they never even had any identifying proof that they ever found the first one, which indicates to me there was no virus. They were using the virus as a scam to fire those frequencies, using their frequency weapons to target people. So I expect an aerosol uh, hit will come probably February, March. Just so again, speculation that will maybe hyperactivate the people that have been injected already or load people up with an operating program that they can now turn on. Uh, they're talking more and more now of a zombie, a zombie, a zombie kind of thing. I expect that to happen probably maybe by late spring, early summer, maybe midsummer. Uh, I expect more military intervention by the WEF to send troops all over the place. You know, they'll start more shit, more wars, more more um, distractions. These will all be distractions. Um, 5G is not going to do anything. Again, 5G will do sweet FA. It's the 6G frequencies that they're bringing in. The 6G frequency allows uh, moves about 8,000 times faster. 5G is just a carrier wave. People don't understand this. They get all caught up in this 5G rhetoric that these people are talking about. Most of them don't know what the hell they're talking about. They did a little research, a little digging. 
not the rhetoric that's out there right now, and understand what 5G is. It's a fifth generation uh, upgrade of their technology. It has a certain limited reach on a bandwidth, but you got Bluetooth technology, you got Tetra technology, and when the 6G comes in, this can go through anything. 5G can be stopped by, by, the brick, by a brick or an aluminum home. 6G will cut through everything like a laser. If you've been listening to uh, uh, Fire Medic 8 and listening to some of the stuff that he's been showing you, just with the things you have right now in your house can activate and take your ass out. You know. Because they don't have enough, they, because they want to get as many people as possible. There's still a lot of people that have not got injected. In the United States, I think there's like 200,000, 200, 200 million people have not got injected in the U.S., according to the ones that I saw. So they got to first drive people into a, a, um, um, a corner. Okay, in two days, December 24th, the United States is supposed to declare something along the lines of digital currency. Not sure exactly what it's going to be about. But they're going to slowly but surely start taking away your freedom through, the, through uh, travel, through money, and food. So first they got to get more people hurled into, uh, into the corral. So then when they turn them on, you got, you got a mob. It's already going on in some places already in the world. They've already tried some of these things. I think they, they, they tried the experiment already in Florida. Remember those storms that hit Florida and all the bridges were blown out conveniently? All the roads were blocked along the hills there. I think they had, were doing the experiments inside the, those villages that were locked and tied behind. That's my thinking, you know. So I think they're just right now testing it out, but I think they're going to let it loose. You know, they're going to let it loose. I mean, I, Wuhan, China, when it first started, it was not, there was no virus. You know, first we're talking, it came from fish, from a fish market. Then you talked about, it came from bats. It came from bat shit. They had, the story just kept getting more preposterous as time went on. If you ever go back and watch the Wuhan. Okay, I reopened. I hope somebody, okay, there we go. Can you guys hear me now? Hello, hello. Test, test, test. Can you hear? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I guess they didn't like what I was saying. <laughs> that all the governments in the world are pretty corrupt and they cause all these wars and, uh, you know, they, they, they provided all the entertainment that the world can handle, you know. Oh, I didn't put a sign. I should have typed in something, but I wasn't sure if the chat was working either. So anyway, I'm back. I'm back. But more slack. <laughs> Holy jump. Talk about. Um, okay, cool. Okay, let me adjust this thing here. All right. Is that better? Is this even better? Hello, hello. Perfect. Okay, cool. Anyway, going back to what we were talking about. See if I can get kicked out again. Um, yeah, okay, cool. You know, we were talking about all these things that are going on in the world today and uh, even the. 
that woman that was here, Lisa, you know, making such a comment about Americans, you know, Americans being the problem, you know, I find that, I find that somewhat um, entertaining because she doesn't have a clue <laughs> about anything to have that kind of rhetoric coming out. And again, uh, doesn't even realize she's being racist, totally racist toward Americans, you know, and just like I, I was explaining, you got all these a ABC agencies out there, FBI, CIA, MI6, and the rest, you know, the Mossad and whoever, and God knows what else is out there. Um, they're all, they're all shit disturbers, every one of them. And they all create the problems that we're seeing. That war in Ukraine will never end. That's going to be another Vietnam. That's going to at least go for 10 years when they made their billions off that war. Everybody else is going to be broke, but the higher-ups are going to be very, very well off. It's, and that's just the nature of things, you know. And the, and the weaponry, as, they, as this perpetuates, they're going to erase this. They'll erase this with either Haiti bombs or zombies or some sort of bioweapon or some sort of aerosoling. That will wipe out everything and everybody. This this is this is the trend. You know, yeah, for sure. Trillions. Trillions. And don't think China's not involved either. All these governments get together and they just and they decide to dissect the planet. As long as the United States has their oil to sustain their dollar, they, they don't care what you do. That's Again, the officials of the United States, not the American people. American people are like everybody else, okay? They get up in the morning. They put on their pants one leg at a time. They eat. They drink. They fart. They shit. They piss. Sometimes they make love. And life goes on. You know, no different than anybody else. Um, um, and that's really how it goes. That's really how it goes. So... You know, most people, when you talk to different people from different cultures, you'll find, which I do all the time, you find we're a lot more similar than we are different. It's when you get into the higher levels of government, that's when things become a little screwy. That's when things become a little screwy, you know. And if anybody still thinks for one minute that you uh, have a vote, all this bullshit about Trump coming in in 2024. You think that, you think you're gonna, your vote's going to put him in? Do you really think for one second that, that your vote is going to mean anything? And, and, and has anybody even questioned something here? He was a president, selected, got thrown out, saying that his, his uh, election was robbed. And then on, on top of that, he's coming back again. Does that sound a little odd? Uh, do you think they're going to put Biden back in? No. Biden is, is done. <laughs> Biden is done. The, the liberal, the Democratic Party, well, I call them liberals too, but the Democratic Party, as far as I can see, they're so effing retarded, I don't think even the higher-ups can, can uh, manage them. They're just too stupid. 
And what winds up happening, if you ever pay attention to American politics and Canadian politics and British politics, you'll find that when you get the liberals inside and they go too far and too out there and too stupid, that's when they bring a conservative party back in or a Republican party back in to restabilize the platform so they can continue with their agenda. Watch what happens. Either you have a conservative Democrat or a, uh, a conservative Republican or conservative whatever comes in after a time when you have a a, uh, a mayhem period with whatever liberal or democratic system you have. When uh, Clinton was in power, he was what I would have considered a conservative uh, Democrat. He had built up the, uh, the economy uh, substantially so that when Bush came in, <laughs> he could destroy the economy. <laughs> it worked in reverse. And then when Obama came in, he just he just basically betrayed the country. Then Trump came in and brought some stability, right? Because everyone now is all freaked out. And now they got rid of him and brought in nutcase. You know, so this this is what we're seeing. We don't have anybody in power that really knows what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Well, Trump. I think Trump was there to, to figure out who were the conservative Christians in the country, find out who were the ones that were um, going to be a problem children for the new world order. That's my thinking. Uh, again, he, he, he played it smooth, walked in, you know, he had to, he was a, he looked conservative. He was all conservative speaking, you know, went to all the Christian rallies and talked about whatever, you know, so, and then, and then he warped sped a bioweapon. <laughs> and now I think they're trying to defuse that by saying it was the military that did that. You know, I, like I said, there's a lot of bullshit going on with that whole election thing. If, like I said, it's a show, nothing more. It's all they've ever been. Your vote means absolutely nothing. Nothing. You know, um, it's it's just the way it is. It's just how it is. You know, you're never going to see uh, any real reality. And again, once they're in power, what happens? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, you know, I was reading something about Texas today. Now, what the heck was I reading? I forget now what it was. It has something to do with um, the land or something. I forget now. I read so much stuff in a day. It's something I, I read a lot before you can come on the show. Um, oh, your storm has hit there? Okay. Here, it's the weather is still mild. We're getting rainwater or rain coming down. Um, but uh, in regarding to that, the... Um, so we'll see how bad the storm really is. And again, I believe that I believe it's always Texas, right? From Texas to Florida, to seem to get the brunt of all this bullshit. Because I think it's from Texas to Florida that has the highest opposition to what's going on. You know, um, yeah, all's good here. We're good. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out here coming, uh, covering plants, and the wind's coming in. It's strong. Hey, you got a kite? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's good kite flying weather. You might want to hang a key at the top of the uh, thing and at the bottom so the lightning bolt hits so you can have electricity. Just attach it to the house. <laughs> Lights will go on. <laughs> A sailboat. You may need that. They flood Texas. At least you have a boat to float away on. Hey, good idea. <laughs> I got my. I got my boat. Come on down. I'm not afraid of you. Bring me your worst. I got a kite and a boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to play some stuff. We got some of the people back. We lost. I guess next time I'll, what I'll do is uh, something like that happens again. We get caught up in a uh, dinner with uh, and uh, I get connected, disconnected. Just tell everybody to restart the show and we'll go right back to it wherever we leave off. And that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> I got a whole... I got a whole of a tale to tell you, uh, lad, a whale of a, t a tale or two. Okay. <laughs> Are you drinking brandy? <laughs> I'm in Hill Country, Texas. It's going to be very cold, expecting wind chill of five. Really? In Texas? Wind chill of five? Hey, do you know uh, Patrick Timponi? He used to say he lived in Hill, Hill, uh, the Hill County of Texas, and he and he kept saying that he never saw any chemtrails. I could never figure that out because uh, all the people that were in the Hill Country uh, used to write me emails saying they seen them all the time, but he, apparently he didn't. <laughs> I don't know how, what happened there. Um... <laughs> you never looked up. I couldn't have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh um i live in lamo texas for a decade where about whereabouts in the hill country oh you're okay so all these texas are now going to get talking um what to do for a horse chest cough the bio the biofilm buster you know, if you get any kind of respiratory thing, just go to that first. That usually will start knocking it down and then use the MSM garlic formula. You know, that's all on the YouTube channel for, for now anyway. Um, so, um, all right. I'm going to talk about a type of warfare that we all need to start seriously considering. And you also have to understand that this warfare, you may be fighting literally dead people. Sounds a little strange, I know. Fighting dead people. How do you fight dead people? How do you kill a dead person? Well, you kill a dead person by removing their head. Head's gone, body's disconnected, no life, no connection, no interface. See, I've been listening to uh, Elon Musk more, and I'm seeing more and more now. They're talking more and more about putting a chip in everybody's head. I've seen Schwab talking about this. Oh, if I got a chip in my head, I'll be able to communicate with all of you and be connected and be connected and be connected. This is the this is the this is the days of Noah. When they were all connected. 
you know. Yeah, pretty much. We are Borg. We are here to assimilate you. Resistance is futile. You know, that bullshit. They want to put a chip in your head. Okay. This is why the PCR was stuck into your noses so that they have the, they have the implementation of the nanostructuring to assemble inside so it can begin to build an implant. Now with 6G technology, they'll be able to control vast amounts of people at literally an unlimited distance. Um, yep, uh, it was a few hours from there. Okay, so when we're looking at killing the dead, now let me ask you this question. If somebody you know has taken a jab and has been activated by the operating system, by AI operating systems, has been completely taken over by a machine, is that person alive? Something to think about. The reason why I'm asking this question because you may be confronted with that situation. And if you are confronted with that situation, what are you going to do? Are you going to hesitate or are you going to shoot? See, I, I, and I figured out the reason why the Canadian government is so anxious to get everybody's guns away because they're going to release a, they're going to release a zombie bullshit to take out some of the population that may be in the more rural or hidden areas. Well, there you go. <laughs> I like your thinking, Roman. <laughs> you know, better thee than me, as I always say. <laughs> you know. Um, so again, this is a question I'm asking. If somebody you know, mom, dad, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, son, daughter, uncle, aunt, cousins, friends, associates, if they've been assimilated by this machine and now have been turned into some sort of zombification, uh, are they alive? Are they still living? May not be able to. Would be a control over the person to disconnect if you shoot them. May not be able to. May not be able to. They may have killed them with these injections and what has replaced them is an animation. Okay, they may be dead, and what's happening is they're become reanimated by the artificial intelligence using 6G and Bluetooth technology. That's what I'm trying to get through. Uh, aha, <clears throat> uh -huh. my husband and I were just talking about this, so you're hoping that he becomes a zombie and you got insurance on him, right? <laughs> or is it the other way around? <laughs> Okay, but okay, get past the MAC address. Okay, I'm trying to speed you up to a new concept here. If someone's been injected with these bioweapons that have technology inside of them that can allow them to be reanimated or rebooted, but under the control of artificial intelligence, 
Are they still alive? Are they still alive? Maybe, Lisa. Maybe. Possibly. You could be right. Possibly could be right. But there's been enough predictive programming going on to indicate otherwise. And I'm going to play something to you from a scientific community, not conspiracy theory, science. So if you have the wherewithal to stick around, you can hear what the scientists are saying. And you may look up Amazon. Amazon, whatever Amazon you've got. There is a clause in there about zombies. You may want to look that up too. Okay. And you may want to look up insurance policies that you have and look up the term zombie in the insurance policy. You think I'm talking rubbish. Perhaps you're right. But perhaps I'm not. And because you don't understand nanotechnology, nanobiotech, the very fact that you can become reanimated through a program operating system is a very real reality today. That is not rubbish. That's science. I deal with nanobiotech. And I can tell you for a fact, if they put a chip inside you, they could take you out and reanimate your body and you'll be connected to a machine. Walking and talking, doing whatever that machine tells you. That's not rubbish. But I'm asking the question because it's something that I'm proposing for you. Because I'm going to tell you something. It may happen in your life too. It may happen to a lot of people. So are these people really alive? That's the question I'm asking. That's the thing I'm proposing. Are they really alive? You know, um, so so none, no, neither one of us touched that shit. Well, okay. That means then you're okay. Both of you haven't touched that shit. You don't have to worry about the zombies. Well, you may have to worry about them coming after you, but you won't have to worry about each other becoming, <laughs> becoming zombified. <laughs> um, no, I don't think you're going to have a problem differentiating them, Carmen. I think you'll be able to know for sure. But this is the question I'm proposing. Okay, just a, a, a proposition. If someone who's been injected with a bioweapon uh, and, and has died and becomes reanimated, and becomes reanimated, okay, are they still alive? Are they still alive? Are they still living? What defines life at that point? You know. Oh, yeah, it'll be there. Uh, it'll be there. Yeah, I'm going to play it now. Uh, well, Lisa, you know, I, I understand your your uh, cynical cynicism. I do. I get it, you know. I don't believe nothing either, but I have been working and pulling nanotechnology out of my body for over 14 years. Tiny little robots are in my skin, inside my body, trying to network and trying to take me over, which I've gotten down and reduced dramatically in 13 years. They're hardly they're, they're there, but they're not there. So I've been following frequency science, 6G science, that even one of your countrymen, um, Trower, Barry Trower, talked about back in 1952 they already had this technology in your country and the government was targeting people with this hidden hidden technology that they weren't aware of a lot of people died in your country because of that technology most brits didn't have a clue this was going on okay it's going on today in a broader spectrum these people are dying and they're reading a bluetooth signal 
frequency from them with a, with a scanner. With the right scanner, you can read frequency. That Bluetooth frequency is a very dangerous frequency. If you have a cell phone, you have it in your phone. If you have an up-to-date phone. And anybody can access, access that Bluetooth frequency. Like I said, Fire Medic 8, you should go watch his videos. You may, you may learn something. Uh, yep. That's, that would be about right. All right. Gene IP30. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Gene IP36. All right. Um, well, I wouldn't call them alive. I would call them, I would call them anatomically functional. If something has possessed them like a program, they're no longer alive. You know, they, if they've been, especially if they've been, if their life um, has been terminated and then they're brought back through uh, some sort of program operation. Like I said, if you hear, if you listen to um, Elon Musk with his Neuralink and Schwab with a Neuralink, they're, they're seriously talking this stuff. I don't think they would be talking, um, talking this thing that they weren't talking about bringing it in and they are going to be bringing it in. So I think it's already been engaged. I think, I think most of probably 30, 30% of the population today has probably been replaced by robotoids or clones or whatever, you know, essentially possession. I think it goes beyond possession. Full takeover. If they're dead and they become reanimated and they're run now, their life is running off of an operating system or a program. They're no longer there. Okay. So now the next question is: If they're not alive, and they're running, and they're they are running under a functioning program, what do you do? You know, what do you do? Tony, I'm in California taking pits of of sunshine um, through the clouds as they hurry. The chemtrails, and I and I wish there was a way to share the pick, cause it looks like the clouds are being zapped. Yep, I, I've seen that. I've actually seen that when I was in uh, Arizona. I was up at three or four in the morning, and a big cloud was moving in off the um, northwest, and it hit a barrier. I don't know what it hit. It was invisible. And it split that cloud right in half and then fragmented it. Like it had completely dispersed any possible rain that cloud could have brought in. So, yeah, I have, I have seen that. Um, if the body keeps moving without the head, it's got it's to be able to see you somehow. Shoot the head. Cut the head in half. Anything. But once you disconnect the head, that's where the neural link will be. If they're planting the neural link into the brain, then you disconnect it from the body, it should collapse. Who they were, who they were is gone. They've been reset. Yeah. Or I, I say reanimated. Um, uh, I, again, I don't know if that will work. I really don't know if that will work. Because um, you got to remember, even if you do do something like that, they can reboot. You got to remember, AI is controlling them. Okay, this concept about you know the the U United States, the UK, France, Germany, Russia, uh, Israel, China are controlling AI. That's a that's a bunch of bullshit. Nothing's controlling this thing. It writes its own programs. Who can control it? They don't even know 
They don't even know why it did the first program. And that was, what, 11 years ago. It's running the stock market. It's running your your uh, your your hydro, your water, your heat, everything. Uh, um, there you go. Watch Terminator. Uh, Tony, okay. Well, AI AI has been around for a long time, and my my speculation on AI is every time a civilization has reached a certain point with uh, technobiology or in the integration of biotech, uh, it has always led them to the to the destruction of that civilization. That's why you can't find nothing. That's why you can't find anything but sand, carbon, or lead. It's the only three things you find left in most of these civilizations, you know. And they're usually buried under a shitload of sand, which is silica, which means that the bodies have decomposed to their to their one of their primary uh, uh, basic forms, which is silica. So if the silica is all that's left, and when you're walking in the desert, what you're walking on are ancient civilizations or ancient peoples of, of another era, another reset. So every time that we reach a certain level of technology, this thing seems to wake up or come out of a sleep mode. It never fails. All right, I'm going to play this. See if I can find it now. Where have I put it? Uh, here we go. I am going to. Uh, hold on a second. I need two hands. Where are we at? All right. Here we go. The study describing a way to manipulate a lab animal's brain circuitry accurately enough to turn behaviors both on and off. FEMA have already put out zombie commercials uh, and CONOPS on that, correct? That's correct. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I call this special meeting of the Zombie Hazard Command because of the vital new information. Okay. Now, this footage is from the CIA, just so everybody knows. You'll, You'll get the link anyway. I'm just giving you a heads up now. Sorry to have interfered because I don't normally let, let these things play along. But uh, so you get where this is coming from. Okay, hold on. Here we go. And new problems to discuss. For approval of H.R. 8791, the Homeland Terrorism Preparedness Bill. Uh, said bill requests emergency response funding up to and including, uh, I'm sorry, this section is classified, uh, dollars to prepare for a national level terrorist attack and or attack from classified. Funding for first responder personnel and vehicles would be doubled if said attack leads to more than 80% of the national population being affected by classified. This funding shall commence in conjunction with the first attack on um, classified, or the first large-scale outbreak of classified, dependent upon which comes first. Civilian and military units shall be trained in containment and combat of classified, including irradiated classified with possibility of classified airborne, classified flesh eating, classified and or all of the above in such event as classified spewing, classified escape are released or otherwise become uncontrollable. Air Force units may also be directed to combat said classified due to their enormous size and otherworldly strength. Should event occur in urban areas, 
Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt again. There was a movie done by Will Smith. I forget the name of it. Um, I think it was called Contagion. Maybe that's wrong. But in the movie, he was a general working in the military, and they were working on some bio uh, bioweaponry, and it got loose, and it wiped out just about all of New York and most of the United States. And you're hearing this congressman. This is a congressman reading this uh, this document. And at the end, you know, because everything he's saying is classified, right? Like, why didn't they even put out a freaking article? It's classified, classified. And he, and when you read what he, what is saying there, uh, you know, even about the measure of strength, whatever's coming down, they're going to release some kind of. That's why it says there's some kind of aerosol. That's why a couple of shows ago I told you to start using specific elements to help, again, make you more resistant to those aerosols. Copper, zinc, manganese, uh, um, chlorides uh, regarding to magnesium, potassium, calcium, iodine. These are things you need to start implementing on a regular basis, even if you got don't got anything wrong, you just take a um, a minimal dose of these things, so your body will build up. Because as these people st keep on dropping dead, like they've been dropping dead, okay, what's going to wind up happening here? The contagion is going to come out of their body. It's already shedding. Imagine when they're dead. How much more will be released? I was talking to Mel, uh, Mel B. Delight, and we were talking about hazmat suit, and she's going to do some research on it. I don't know if she ever got to it or not, but I'll, I'll talk to her. But uh, we need to, again, start looking at stuff like that. Uh, I am legend. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But that scenario is not that far off if that little goat that talks for Klaus Schwab is saying that we don't need people anymore you got too many and you're useless and you have no more you have no more um, privacy your brain can be hacked they're all talking about this neural link that they'll be able to they'll be able to access you anytime day or night whether you're sleeping or awake um, you know, so these are things that, again, I am now, it may never happen, may never happen, but after the last three years of bullshit on a boogeyman that never existed, telling us about a pathology that is going to be such an out outrage along the planet, okay. And the reality of it all was there was nothing there. I never wore a mask. I never wore gloves. I never used, I'd never dipped my hands in any of that shit they wanted me to put my hands into. I was hugging people. I was shaking their hands. And you know what I caught? I caught stupidity. That's what I caught. I couldn't believe the amount of stupidity I was hearing from people. The boogeyman. And now I see people putting on a mask and they haven't even been told to do so. That's a zombie. That's a zombie. Okay. They will never 
never shake this. According to the studies I saw with Germany, if you told the people a lie for 30 days, they'd believe it forever. They would never let it go. And the Russians said that if you kept on um, scaring people and abusing people for two weeks, it would be a permanent thing. We're, I'm seeing that right now. I am seeing that effect right now here where I live. Okay, so it's all bullshit. It all has all been bullshit. But what's really been happening is they've been targeting people with these frequencies, these towers that they've been building up, these phones that they've been giving you. Oh, it runs faster. You got this. You got that. You can do this. You can do that. This thing's bombing the hell out of you. And we're looking at all this, the technology that surrounds us, our thermostats, our, cell, our telephones. They're, they're, my freaking telephone is a landline, for crying out loud, and it's emitting a frequency. It's been sitting right beside me for three months. I was like, are you effing kidding me? So now it's just about five feet away, and it's surrounded by shielding. You know. So... So, but, so again, present, I'm going to continue presenting this. Again, I want you to start thinking, you know, Bible says there's no discharge from war. This war is about to make another turn. So if you're not willing to comply and die, then they'll come up with another way for you to capitulate. Uh, all right, let me continue. Hold on. <laughs> I like the guys at the end, Jesus. <laughs> at least you knew how to call on God. Okay, here we go. Classified, far surpassing our darkest nightmares. Should casualties uh, exceed classified body disposal actions, shall be halted and associated resources shall be reallocated to classified underground, classified protected birthing centers. A new bill of rights shall be drafted and approved by classified. Having now reviewed the bill, I ask you to please cast your votes. Problem with that is you look through that con plan, it's all about five different types of zombies. There isn't anything in there about opposition forces. There isn't anything about winning political battles or counterinsurgencies. It is only about a zombie apocalypse defending it. And you will see that every NIMS compliant practically agency or, or whether that's state, uh, local or federal, has already had their zombie apocalypse preparedness training. They've already done their practice. The CDC has had a zombie apocalypse preparedness website up for the last five years. Now they've reduced it to a PDF cartoon. Even in the Amazon Web Services contract, the force majeure clause, I believe it's Article 41, states that we're not liable for damages in case there's a zombie apocalypse. This is coming, folks. And, and the serious adverse event report Pfizer put out post-marketing. They, they had put out as part of a FOIA. The number one serious adverse event was the 1P36 gene deletion. You look up the symptomology for that, it is the elimination of the frontal cortex and a propensity to bite. What's very odd about this is this was the symptom post-vaccination. That disease is a congenital disease. It means you're born with it. So how is it then possible that this is the number one serious adverse event from the Pfizer shots? It's here, folks. And then you got Dr. Chambers here to tell you I'm not just a raving lunatic. <laughs> take your seats, everyone. We need to get this meeting started. Before we begin, I'm to make sure that everybody has picked up their copy of the briefing notes. There are more details. I'm going to give you the outline. 
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I've called this special meeting of the Zombie Hazard Command because we have vital new information and new problems to discuss. We'll do some security. Bear with me a moment. All right, first, little housekeeping. National Security Order 21Z, it passed. Our operational authority is supreme. Use it. Now back to the topic at hand. As you know, we've been battling a unique biological threat and we've made little progress. Lack of any live specimens. If a body's found at all, it's already permanently dead. Now, we finally have a live specimen. But before you get too excited, let me stress that it's only one. We need more. Here's where it gets interesting. We now have research notes from a top U.S. scientist who is intimately familiar with the zombie infection. He studied both the pre- and post-mortem zombie condition before PD. He has identified and named the virus, Cryptonecrophagia vulgaris, CNV. It's a retrovirus, and there is no cure. This scientist's notes indicate prions may also be involved in the infectious process. However, at this point, it remains unclear what, if any, role they play. Remember the single life subject I mentioned earlier? Unfortunately, the subject and scientist are one and same. We do not know how much time he has left before he's no longer in use, except perhaps for dissection. So we need more life specimens. Keep that in mind during operations. Mode of transmission, currently unknown. Transmission modes ruled out. Bites, scratches, casual contact, vector infection, droplet, or airborne spread. Some Z-team members can attest to the fact that bites and scratches don't spread infection, at least not yet. To date, 12 team members have been wounded while engaged in field operations. They've undergone mandatory 90-day quarantine. None have showed any signs of infection. Not all team members are out of quarantine yet, but we hope they'll be released and returned back to duty soon. Emerging Public Awareness of the Situation I'm going to mention each of these points, then talk about them in greater detail. There are things you'll need to know. First, the Coconut Grove fly-in. Many of you were there. When there was a Miami incident, some of you were there. The CDC Zombie Apocalypse Preparedness Release. DHS released a fake zombie preparedness story. Then there's the recent purchases of large quantities of ammunition. About the Coconut Grove fly-in, Z-teams 1, 2, and 3 cleaned down a zombie cell. That got a lot of public attention. Our cover story was that this was an urban assault exercise in preparation for the upcoming UN meeting. For now, our cover story is holding. Our one got away. That led to the Miami incident. That should never have happened. About the Miami incident. Some of you were there. Our cover story was bath salts. That was blown when the autopsy results were leaked. There were no vassals present. We're still dealing with the fallout, and we're investigating the leak. The CDC zombie apocalypse preparedness release, it was sent out against our wishes. Then they changed their story. There's probably even more attention to it than if they'd just left it alone. Next, DHS released a fake zombie preparedness story, also against our wishes, but it's out there, so we're going to use it as our cover story. Next month, DHS is running a 1,000-person training exercise in San Diego. Z-teams 2, 4, and 5 will be doing a cleanup operation in another part of the city at the same time. This gives us plausible deniability. I shouldn't have to stress how important this is. Make certain none of them get away. 
we don't want another Miami incident. About the ammo purchases, we've used news and various media outlets to float the idea that unprecedented large ammo purchases are from government agencies to defend against civil unrest in anticipation of economic collapse. Those of you in this room know all too well that this is a much nicer bedtime story than the truth. Reality is much less pleasant. Right now, the cover story is working. Weakening of current cover stories, bath salts. In Florida, bath salts was a go-to drug of choice. The autopsy leak created problems for the story. Other drugs, synthetic marijuana and S21, were floating these in Louisiana, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Crazy people were floating this idea in Louisiana, New York, and Chicago. Animal attacks were floating that story in Georgia, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. We estimate two years of viability for these cover stories. Public distribution of full disclosure of current operations. Some brainiac has lined up all the recent events and past history like beads on a string. We don't know where he's getting his information, but too much of the actual facts of that operation are woven into the story. It's not coincidence. He's getting his information somewhere. The story is Dr. Eve's zombie killer. It's presented as a fictional novel. Labyrinthofarts.com is an independent website where the book can be found. For those of you who are wondering, we currently have no plans to shut down this website. We need to gather further intelligence, find out what their sources of information are, and plug whatever leaks we find. Right now, John Q. Public does not know what's happening. We'd like to keep it that way. If you have any questions, I'll address them in my office after the meeting. We now have the facts as we understand. This briefing is adjourned. Thank you. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good day. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system that is now employed across the United States and the world for that matter, um, when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal uh, for one minute, three different times as a pulse, it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release these pathogenic contents thereby causing a Marburg epidemic that they've already spent the money on. They've already, it's already done, right? The Marburg epidemic, for purposes of the law, has happened, and now we just need the actual uh, disaster to happen. And, and there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1P36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government's preparing for that. Given the insanity that we are seeing in the general public these days, about the willingness to throw away their rights. Whether it be the right to bear arms, the right of free speech, the right to assembly, or the freedom to due process, it makes one wonder what the hell is going on. How do people get like this? How are people seemingly arguing against their self-interest and feeling no compunction about it? I'm going to take you on a tour of what is really happening behind the curtains in the world all of which are being portrayed as necessary actions for the greater good of humanity. In 2013, former President Barack Obama was announcing his administration's brain, brain research through advancing innovative neurotechnologies. The study, describing a way to manipulate a lab animal's brain circuitry accurately enough to turn behaviors both on and off, the point of the remote control mouse is not to create an army of robo-rodents, but to perfect a technique that will control the behavior by activating and deactivating neurons.
The technique used to control neurons is called DREDS, designer receptors exclusively activated by designer drugs. Because the receptor does not respond to other molecules, including natural ones in the brain, the only way to activate the neurons is via the human-made ones. DREDS allow scientists to manipulate neurons without implanting anything in the brain. Look at this. Current optogenetic experiments rely on extracting opsins, light-sensitive proteins, from plants which can be introduced to mammals by methods including injection and infection via adenovirus. What they do is they genetically engineer a receptor that can get into a person through a viral vector, and what that means is through an injection of the vaccine or through the contraction of an adenovirus which has been modified. You might think, oh well, I just won't get injected, and I won't go anywhere where I can get this adenovirus. Adenovirus, there's 52 of them, and they range from the common cold, fever, sore throat, pink eye, they're prevalent. So that's creepy, because if you look at what it says, Grants allow scientists to manipulate neurons without implanting anything in the brain. It indeed makes one wonder, given what we see today in the general public. You do need to take the designer drug, though, to make this effective. Once delivered into an organism, opsins can be expressed in eye, brain, or skin cells, allowing their light sensitivity to be remotely activated or silenced with timed pulses of light in different color wavelengths across the light spectrum that can target multiple bodily systems and cause a variety of biological effects. If targeted precisely enough with the appropriate light, it's thought that optogenetics could be used by manipulating neural circuits involved with pain, fear, reward, wakefulness, and social behaviors. There's this enormous mystery uh, waiting to be unlocked. And the Brain Initiative will change that by giving scientists the tools they need to get a dynamic picture of the brain in action and better understand how we think and how we learn and how we remember. And that's part of what this Brain Initiative is about. If scientists can turn on or off specific targeted groups of neurons at will, they place themselves in between the natural human experience and basically their keyboard. They place themselves between you and your natural human reactions to things. So, optogenetics looks like the way to go. But how do you get people to put wires in their heads? Well, you can't. But it turns out now you don't have to. Here we have the new development in optogenetics. Luminopsins, luminescent opsins, or LMOs, were developed to achieve combined chemo and optogenetic manipulation. Luminopsins allow manipulation of neuronal activity over a range of spatial and temporal scale in the same experimental animal. What they are saying here is not only can they turn on specific reactions, but they can also turn off those same reactions. A problem they were having with the other methods is they could only do one. They could either stimulate the receptor or suppress the receptor. With the combined chemo-optogenetic manipulation, they can do both. They're using luminopsins, so they don't need the wiring anymore. Basically, science can use these luminopsins to interfere with a person's free will. The other function of optogenetics is just a simple observation. They might want to know how you feel about seeing a particular image. 
how that image changes the next thing you do. Basically, the scientists can understand what exactly is going on in our bodies and our minds. But to do that, it can't be invasive. Well, what have you noticed proliferating on the market for the last eight years? Microsoft Band. It'll record all the stuff going on in your body. Same with Google Fit or Apple Watch. This Muse head brain sensing headband is even scarier. There's also 23andMe, which collects your genetic data. Imagine if they had a combination of all these things. All of this is attached to your smartphone. So it's not so much the device, it's the smartphone monitoring that's the dangerous part. Because who's getting that data? And what are they doing with it? Look at what it says here. This is from 2016. Towards a psychophysics of interoceptive processes, the measurement of heartbeat detection. Over the past 50 years, research on interoception has grown exponentially from 17 citations of Interocept in 1965 to 8,440 in 2015, Web of Science. The early Russian work was summarized in Razrin's landmark article on the subject and demonstrated inter alia that interception participated fully in the intersensory processes of Pavlovian conditioning. They want to know all of our interoceptive data because it plays directly into Pavlovian conditioning. You can change anybody's behavior if you know how to manipulate those feelings inside them when they are experiencing something. You do that over and over and over, and you actually change their whole physiological responses to it. Have you ever wondered if we are going towards that future? A world that is entirely sending feedback regularly to some processor somewhere? Is there a prison around us of electronic biofeedback and manipulation? Let's say there will be a flu virus, all the common adenoviruses, and they had this modified dread receptor in there. We would never know, and it would be in there, in our body, just waiting to be activated by the designer drug or by light activation. Maybe it sounds paranoid, or maybe not. You've been served with the opportunity to decide what to believe. There you go. And in the shows I've been doing, all the technology that I've been, you know, exposing everybody to, you know, this this whole nanobiotech wasn't by chance or by accident. And we're talking frequency. At the early stages of nanobiotech development, they fired frequencies on the on the on the nano, and saw it didn't do much, didn't do anything actually, until they put a binding agent in there, some kind of ligand, it would be a protein, carbon, or or lipid. And when they fired the frequencies, they all lined up right along the lipid, gold on top, silver on the bottom, and then they were able to make that lipid do things. Today, because of the nature of nanoparticles can holding up to one terabyte of data, each, each nanoparticle, today we are in a situation where uh, this technology is so advanced and can be so integrated on so many different levels. You don't even have to be injected. Just being around somebody who's shedding that technology is enough to infect you. You know, 
And this is not um, this is nothing new. This went on down in Australia. Went on in other countries. They, they had to get rid of a pest problem. So when we're looking at a lot of this stuff today, it's no it's not a it's not a far fetched thing anymore. You know, uh, it's well, let me point out another stupid Stupid government, you know. <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or be appalled or wonder how come more New Zealanders are not just telling the government to FRO. New Zealand amended cow burp tax plans still stinks as farmers. Why are the farmers even considering? any kind of tax why aren't they telling the government to go after yourself we're not paying nothing every farmer saying this how is it you're going to tax a cow's biology cows eat they sweat they shit they piss they burp and they and they fart if they quit giving them all this damn soy and all this grain, they may find that the methane levels would go down all by themselves, but they'll never do that because they'll lose the money on the grain and the soy that they're feeding these cows. It's incredible to me that they even, the, that they even negotiated with the government on this tax thing. Why isn't every farmer in New Zealand saying, Chuck, you Farley? We're not paying F.A. I don't understand that. What's the government going to do if the, whole, if the whole farming community bans against them? I'm sure they don't have enough police to cover the whole area. And for the citizens of New Zealand, you better back your farmers. Okay, you got those two islands there. Okay, and you're 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 basically restricted. You don't have like a whole lot of land and stuff to begin with, and everything's already priced to the gills in New Zealand. I was down there years ago, and, and then it was high. Your food is your backbone in that country. Your food is your health in that country. If they start taxing cows because they're farting or burping, are you kidding me? This is biology. The farmers are going to lose those cows. They ain't going to be able to afford to pay the tax. This is all manipulation to keep the farmer even poorer than where he is and to, be, and to force them to sell off their livestock. You know, so the government wants to not charge a tax because, of far, because a cow farted. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and the farmers are negotiating? That's what I couldn't figure out. Why are they negotiating? Why don't you just tell the government we're not going to do it? We're just playing. Not. How are they going to enforce it? How are they going to enforce it? In fact, if the farmers say no, you may actually topple that government you got there and bring something hopefully in. Maybe not. But what you got is killing you slowly but surely. Farmers have demanded Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, Ardern center-left government, center-left government, I don't know what the hell that means anymore, ditch the tax. 
which they warm will make food more costly and could put livelihoods at risk. That's the government's intent. They know this. They know they start putting taxes on cows and goats and, and sheep because they'll all barp, burp and fart and shit and do all kinds of stuff as well. So they're going to probably tax them sooner or later. And chickens produce a high level of nitrogen. They're going to tax them too. Unless people in New Zealand don't like eating. Maybe that's another story too. But I mean, I'm just looking at the fact that if this continues, you're not going to have anything that's not going to be taxed. And if you're paying, let's say you're paying $10 for a chicken now, you're going to be paying close to 50 or 60 Because there are not going to be that many around. Because the farmers will not be able to afford to pay the tax on the methane and the, nit and the, and the nitric, nitric oxide that these animals are producing. I saw this, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. Just, wow, imagine that. <laughs> what well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna tax a we're gonna tax a cow. We're gonna tax that cow because he cut wind. <laughs> tax <laughs> Burp. another tax. <laughs> Fart and shit. Oh, double tax. <laughs> Just pissed. Oh, another tax. There's more nitrogen coming out. <laughs> it's amazing. Just utterly amazing. You know, just utterly amazing. You know. I mean, everybody can see that the governments of the world are not really for you. You know. So, um, yeah, I mean, any tech that can ensnare you or is tracking you or collecting data or information from you, you might want to just, you know, tell them to go after themselves in your own way. Well, you shouldn't call her a horse face thing. You should call her a genetic anomaly. <laughs> That's a genetic anomaly if I ever saw one. <laughs> Holy jumping. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's in the show too. Yeah, the, um, the government is so scared in New Zealand. And if the New Zealanders ever really paid attention, they are so flipping afraid now. They got their secret service to basically rat at, or betray, betray each other in the name of some sort of terrorist language. Oh, he's a little off today. He was talking about blowing up Parliament. You know, people talk about that stuff all the time. That rarely happens. You know, the concept of, you know, people have had enough. They're going to make comments. They're going to, you know what? The government is stupid. I got to tell you, the government is really stupid. Because if you start doing this kind of suppression, all you're going to do is create a volcano. And the difference is you're not going to know where it's going to blow. You really aren't. 
Once a family member realizes their family members are going to betray them, they're not going to say a word. They're not going to say an effing word. Nothing. And they're going to go, go to meetings and rallies, and they're going to talk to other people, and they're going to have ideas of what to do with the government. And some of them may not be too political. And then they may act on that, on that meeting. Oh, well, there goes a genetic experiment. They'll just bring another one in anyway. No. I went, if I went to tax farm animals for farting, then what about humans? Well, that's obviously coming down the pipe. Obviously, right? Terrorists or patri patriots. The government use words to control which is which are not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, or animals like elephants. How are they going to tax them? Well, the elephants, they've already done a... Um, there's one video I saw about a year ago. They did a flyover in Africa testing their uh, microwave energy beam, and they all dropped dead. Spr splattered all over the place, dead from those frequencies. Uh, AI doesn't have a human body function. What makes you think that? <laughs> what makes you think that? I think that's what they want for people to get violent. Perfect suits bring in the military. You know what? Even that's the case. I believe the, the population of New Zealand would exceed not only the police force, but the military. They would have to call in the Australian military and the American military and the British military to give them a hand. And you, and you got to remember, that's their island. You know, that's their island. So they know the ins and outs of that island. New Zealanders would probably kick ass and, and chew bubblegum at the same time. You know. Cows. Or recently too, yeah. So like I said, I, I, you know, again, and they go to these far out countries to bring in these ridiculous laws to institute them into the system so that people will, you know, um, get misled. Like, for instance, they'll do something in China and they'll bring it to the United States. Then the United States will go to Canada. And from Canada, it goes down to South Africa. And from South Africa, back to New Zealand. And then back to New Zealand to Australia. And then back from Australia to maybe to Japan. This is how they do it all the time. You know. That's how they do it all the time. They're trying to get everybody away from eating meat so that they eat these fucking bugs they want everybody to eat. Oh, hey, have you had your daily cricket today? No, I think I had my eggs. <laughs> I had an egg. I had a dozen eggs today. I'm good. Don't need no cricket. No. But crickets are, you know, vegetarians can eat a cricket. No, it's okay. Well, the vegetarians can eat mine. <laughs> they can have my cricket. <laughs> I don't need to eat it. They can have it. <laughs> hey, you know what this day special is? Roasted cockroaches mixed with... Cricket parts. Mmm, sounds yummy. <laughs> but I think I'll eat eggs. <laughs> I prefer chicken, duck, poultry. I'll eat meat too, but, you know, eggs today, we're good. <laughs> Maybe New Zealand will be the first country in the world to switch their diets from cows to bugs. Then we watch what happens to them after about a year or two. 
How do you feel? I don't know. I had this un, unstoppable urge to want to jump and leap tall buildings. I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, lab grown. <laughs> yeah. Like, like <laughs> we're going to trust that too, right? Lab grown steak. Mm, yum, yum. <laughs> What's it made out of? Soy. <laughs> Baby parts. Baby intestines, baby brains, you name it, it's in there. We just liquefied the protein and just made it grow. <laughs> um, well, they can say that, you know, that makes sense. Look, look, in today's times, honestly, the word organic doesn't mean anything what it meant originally today. The word organic, all it ever meant was carbon-based. That was it. That was the, the lump sum total of what organic was. So in other words, a tree, a grass, a flower, a plant, you know, a weed were organic. Whether they're sprayed or not or genetically modified or not, they're still organic. They've been tampered with for sure, but they're still organic. They're still a carbon-based life form. That's what the true meaning of organic is. But today, you can pick up a stone from the sidewalk and say, oh, this is organic. Oh, you know, it's orgasmic. Ooh, organic. <laughs> you know, that's where we're at today. So all they would do eventually was just change the vernacular of what, how we determine what is a health product or healthy as opposed to, you know, what they're calling it healthy. You see that report about the lead and cadmium and chocolate, including some organic brands? Yeah. No, I didn't see the report, but boy, that sounds delicious. Wow. Lead and cadmium. Yes. Men eat that and there go their balls. Hey, my testicles just left the building. Why is that? I had some chocolate cake. What was it? Why, why would chocolate cake cause your testicles to run away? Because it had cadmium in it. Had a little lead too. Wow, do you think maybe they're trying to do something to the male population? Could be. Uh, I don't think they, they they worked out all the bugs eating bugs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Woo. Imagine that, eh? How would you like your pizza? <laughs> Black crickets, brown crickets, white crickets, green crickets, yellow crickets. What kind of cricket would you like on your pizza today? <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> How about that hot dog? What kind of cricket do you want in your hot dog? How about a little cockroach with it to go with it? Yeah, yum, yum. We'll break it all down. You won't know the difference. See that steak over there? We just made it out of a 4D printer. Woohoo. <laughs> it's amazing, just amazing. It the answers to everything in the world today is nanotechnology. Nanotechnology is going to save mankind. That's what they've been trying to propagate for a long, long time. It's going to save mankind. They're trying to change everybody so that your food supply will fit the future narrative of what a man or a woman are going to be. Whether it be transgender, straight, bi, normal, tri, 
you know, and all the other alphabet things that they that they call these people. Uh, I like the idea of Vio having less nanopoison. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I I do I do that now. You know, now I throw it in and soak it. Pulse I pulse it for about an hour or two. Two hours, you'd be surprised what fills up in a bowl. Five hours, it was like coated. I mean, like whole solid. <laughs> it was a mess. So, yeah, we're we're in those we're in those fun times. Got to tell you, we're just in those fun times. You know, we couldn't have asked for better time. <laughs> you know, what better time? What better time could we have asked for? Oh look, <laughs> grasshoppers, crickets, woohoo! Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Doesn't make you wonder. All right, I'm gonna play something from uh, Fire Medic Eight. He's been on the he's been on a tear about radiation in the in the house and how many. See the thing about all these things that he's been displaying. It's not like you got one thing in the house that's causing problems. You got so many different things, and the radiation loads can cross over and you know intersect. And you could be sitting somewhere or standing, getting hit with high doses of radiation in your house, and your house will be killing you. What you thought was a a haven has now become, you know, um, a terrorist foothold to take you out. All right, let me play this. Hold on. Here we go. Where people take electronic weapons. Let me just read the definition. Electronic harassment happens if somebody uses any electronic device to aid themselves in evading your person or your property for the purpose of gathering information illegally for the person the purpose of causing harm this is electronic harassment this is the electronic harassment pages on my website which you can go visit it's uh, uh once again it's uh, bugsweeps.com info electronic harassment there's a little box in the front page one of the items that's on the front page on the right there is a modified microwave oven so people say well you know how can people get a hold of these energy weapons you know, the government has all the energy weapons. Nobody has energy weapons. Well, guess what? If you have a 1,200-watt microwave oven in your home and you peel the side of the oven open, which I had a case where these people did that. They were got no conflict with neighbors. And what they did is they peeled the microwave open on the side, and then they went, and this is a diagram that you can see on the Internet, and they faced this weapon through the walls. And microwaves go right through the walls like they weren't there. So they radiated the next apartment and the next two apartments down. Each apartment, the people were getting sicker and sicker. And after I did this story, I talked about it on Coast to Coast. I had these people call me up and say, well, can you send me the plans? <laughs> oh, man, I tell you. you know, And it fries you what it does. And, and uh, first of all, my, let me just say something about, my, about microwave. Isn't it a little odd? They say, don't even operate the microwave or, or don't even stand near close to the microwave when it's operating because it's unhealthy. Well, viewers out there, to let you guys know how microwave radiation works in comparison to Apple's new AirPods Pro. I'm right next to the microwave and look at it. 
300 to 400 milliwatts per meter squared. All right, there you go. Right there, 450 milliwatts per meter squared, almost 500, and that's a centimeter away. I'm going to put it really close, and it's broke the meter. So if you look on the WHO's website, the World Health Organization in public exposure limits, maximum public safety exposure, it has microwaves to go up to 0.5 watts, which is 500 milliwatts. So the highest amount of radiation this fella could leak is 500 milliwatts. And AirPods Pro is designed to go between your ears. It's going similar levels to a friggin' microwave on full blast. So you have to be like this. This is like, this is life with an AirPods Pro. Well, here you got this uh, klystron tube that's in it, and what it does is it puts 2.4 gigahertz into the food, and it vibrates the molecules at this frequency. And so once the food comes out, it's secondary emission. The heat coming off the food is 2.4 gigahertz. And then you take this food, and you throw it down your throat into your digestive tract. Number two cause of death in America, first is heart attack. What's the second one? Digestive tract cancer. 1980, when I did the research, and there's a doctor called Dr. Herzl that did the original research on it. Uh, the uh, It was out of Sweden, because that's where the original microwaves came from. And he did the research, and he found it, it was it was terrible for rats. I mean, it was horrible for everything. The original microwave company was thinking he'd come up with a great report. He says, look at this. It's killing my rats. And they said, oh, well, thank you for the report. That's all we need. We'll take the report now. But he ended up releasing the report, and they put him in prison. The report's still around. And so what happens is microwave vibrates molecules in a whole different way than human beings have been eating food for the billions of years we've heated over a fire. It's a whole different dynamic. And when I read all the information myself back in 1980, I lifted my microwave up and threw it in the dumpster. And uh, I had to, and now I have to go to these uh, places like Denny's if I'm on the road. I said, well, do you microwave the food? And they'll say, oh, yeah. Well, I said, well, I don't want my food microwaved. You don't ask if you go to a restaurant whether they're microwaving your food and don't eat it. It's radiation, basically radiation. I'm not sure what the percentages are, but most people have microwave ovens, cook a lot of food that way. But is that good? The best way, it's the best way to kill yourself. You can't even do a test. Microwave water, let it cool cold if you don't think the, the heat did it. And you'll have your flower pots, two flower pots with the same flower, bought at the same shop. And one you water was regular water, and the other you water was microwave water. The one you water was microwave water is dead in three to seven days. The microwave is basically destroying every food value that's in the food and turning it into a toxin. So everything out of the microwave is highly toxic and the food value is completely zero. So it doesn't really matter if you have a bowl of, of vegetable soup that you warm up in the microwave mm -hmm. oven or if you eat cardboard, it makes no difference because the food value is not there anymore and it's, it also becomes toxic. Today we're going to show you guys what a simple little printer can put out frequency-wise, RF. Um, that's, of course, the, the meter stick to show you, uh, to, to establish a standard, if you will. This right here is the ambient background.
noise that we got going on right now, the printer is currently unplugged. Okay, I just plugged it up. Here's the meter stick. So I'm, I turn the meter off. I'm going to turn it back on right here at point blank range. And then we're going to see what it what it goes down to at a meter. There we go. She's cooking now. She's looking for somebody. There's your meter stick. There's the printer. So right now I'm about 25 yards from the printer. So now at about 50 yards, the tapping sound is very light. But still present. So I'm still at 50 yards and uh, like I told you, I'm, I'm still hearing a faint sound. And what that kind of tells me is that no matter where you're at in your house, and no matter where that printer is at your house, you are getting some level of exposure. And just think about the most vulnerable people we have in our house. For me, and since I have a chronically ill son, most people have developing children, babies, toddlers, and so forth. These are things we gotta think about. There is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. And I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that killed the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom ye shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Aha. Uh -huh. See, there is something to fear in this life. And it ain't this life. Imagine that. Imagine that. Uh, so, okay, what's going on here? Sydney is exposed with mosquitoes, probably GMO plus mosses, whatever. I was bitten even through my genes. I told my hubby uh, that's how they are going to get the rest of us, in addition, uh, every, everything else, uh, fully covered and still got, get bitten. Well, this is where you have to kind of realize, okay, let's say you do get bitten. That's where that surge and purge will come in. So you get bitten in an area and then you hit it with a high static discharge, you'll fry that protein. Years ago, I was doing a show on the microfect. A couple guys called me up from the south. And they were saying that their dogs would sometimes get bit by a rattlesnake. Or some kind of poisonous snake down wherever they were. They would take the, a stun gun, and modified it, brought it down a bit, and they would shock the dog. They'd shock it in the area where he got bit. And they'd give him a good joke. And what would happen was the, the electrical uh, surge would burn out that protein. Dog never died. Now, with all this shit we're dealing with, 
We know we're de- we know we're dealing with nanobiology. We know we're dealing with nanobiotech. We know we're dealing with genetics from these injections and from the shedding. We know we're dealing with um, genetically engineered life. Snakes, spiders, grasshoppers, you name it. They've been genetically altering all the, uh, the biology out in the environment. They've been doing it whether it's in the lab or in what they're spraying on the field. I won't be a bit surprised a few years from now, if, if not already happening, that grasshoppers, when they land on a person, will actually bite a person. You know, because they're genetic, they were genetically engineered and were altered by what they were eating in the field. You know, so this is very possible. Uh, uh, that this could happen. So, you're not only dealing with genetics, you're dealing with nano. So the best way, the best way to deal with that, if you get bit, have those units close. Uh, you know, so that if something like that happens, um, it again, you have a neutralizer. So. If you get assaulted, you can defend. You know, because like I said, we are not, we're no longer in the, we're no longer in the world we, we grew up in. When I was a kid, we'd catch bees, we'd catch spiders, we'd catch grasshoppers, crickets, katydids, butterflies. Today, they may catch you. <laughs> you know, it's been inverted. So like I said, this is why I said you got to start thinking in terms of neutrality. How do I counter this? How do I counter that? Firemedic just put out that video in regarding to, you know, microwaves. Then he tested a printer. Can you imagine that testing a printer is 50 yards away, 150 feet away? You're still getting a reading. How many you got printers in your home? You know, how many you got microwaves? How many you got cell phones? How many you got thermos, electrical thermostats? How many you got landlines that actually have a, a a capacity to resonate frequencies? See these things that have been coming out for the last couple of weeks was designed to, again, you know, make you aware that they got Trojan horses everywhere. All this bullshit about what, how things are convenient for us. It has nothing to do with convenience. It has to do with how they are implementing more hardware in your homes that can be act could even be activated from an external source. You know. Well, I mean, your computers can be hacked, your printers can be hacked, your phones can be hacked, your thermostats can be. They could hurt. They were able to hack thermostats back in the seventies, and that's before we had those electric ones. We had these little honey walls. We had a little dial. You turn that little mercury inside, and you know, bounce out whatever. 
you know, you know, why don't, why don't these electronic texts do, they do. They're reading you in your house all the time. They can triangulate wherever you are in the house just with the, what the lights you're using. If you're using um, the uh, Li-Fi lights, they, they know exactly where you are, what you're doing. They know when you're in the washroom. You know what you're doing in the washroom. So next time you do something you don't think you should be doing, don't do it. <laughs> it could be monitored. You might make you might make the porn channel. You never know. <laughs> oh, look at that one. <laughs> you know, they may I, like I said, it's not like you're it's not like you're uh you have any privacy anymore. You don't. This tech has pretty much done away with any kind of privacy. You want privacy? If you really want privacy, don't put anything on the internet you don't want people to know about. Well, the the Wi-Fi is just one thing. Julia, yeah, they can hack you. They're hacking you through your phone. They're hacking you through your lights. They're hacking you through your printer. You know what? They're hacking you through your smart meter. You know, you got anything that has to do with any kind of data or data streaming or that you can, that you will, um, if you want to talk about something with somebody, make sure you go somewhere private or out in the open and make sure nobody has a cell phone on them. That's what it comes to. If I want to go out with people and they want to bring a cell phone, I say, okay, but when we talk, you're going to put that away somewhere. We have to walk five feet away from it or ten feet away from it so we can talk. We went to buy a new printer a couple years ago. They had two months of the same printer, or two models of the same printer, one with Wi-Fi and one without. The salesman thought we're, we're nuts for picking the one, the non-Wi-Fi. Yeah, well, I do the same thing. I go in the store, and usually I get an HP printer, and, if, and the first thing I look for is is it you know is it connected and you have to connect it to a port if you don't do that i'm not interested but even through a port that can be hacked uh, back in the early mid 2000s when they were when hackers were hacking the computer when i should say when the military was hacking your computer they would hack through the through your um your phone connection they would hack into the uh they, they would put a background folder in your network or in your hard drive or they'd go through your, your printer, you know, they'd go through there. And then if you had other peripherals, even, even, um, um, oh, what was that other thing they were going through? They were even going through the electrical line, you know. So if you want something private, if you want to talk privately, Okay, you're going to have to do it, you know, without any tech near you. If someone's got a phone coming your way, at that point, you stop talking. I don't have any electronics in my home or my smart or any smart technology. I've been a target for a couple decades. Well, you've been having fun. I can tell. <laughs> I've been Target for a couple of decades. Wow. I'm having fun. Where's my brandy? <laughs> Saying again, 
perfect example. 20 years of targeting. That means they have access to data on this person. And they got it some way, somewhere, someplace, somehow. You know, nothing new. Remember when they were always asking about your genealogy and you want to send your name in and they do a genealogy search on you? That was all about DNA collection. All about locating people as well. So now everybody knew where everybody was. So now they wanted to hit you with an energy weapon, they could do it. Lots of fun. Uh, well, I'm glad I could help you. We are in a war. They don't give a shit about you. They never have. They never will. So when you start to think about what's happening today, seriously, be on your game. When you hear things about bugs or able to, like here in Canada, where I live, I live, I live near the Great Lakes and live by the Detroit River. And we have, we have a, a park called Rondo Park. Oh, no, sorry, uh, another park. Um, uh, the Pinery. We have a park called the Pinery, which is up near Sarnia. Anyway, they had a, they had a place where you could rent a canoe. Well, I'll tell you something. These, ho these horse flies which fly around you to try to land on your back to take a chunk out of you. And, it, and when they bit you, it hurt like hell. So this one was buzzing around me, trying to get a hold of me. And um, I kept uh, waving my paddle at this stupid thing. Finally, come close and I let him have it. Pop! And you can hear it ping off the, off the oar. Poop! Kind of thing. He landed in the water. He was a little pissed. To say the least, I mean, he was really agitated. And the more he, ag the more he agitated the water, he became he eventually became somebody's dinner. <laughs> He's gone, you know. But these bugs are aggressive. Now looking back, I think sometimes now, knowing what I know, they had to have been modified. Uh, normally, they don't bother with people. They go after horses and things. But, you know, there's all these bugs, you know, um, what's the one? Um, Cena, uh, noceums. The tiny little bugs that, again, get inside certain areas of your skin, bite the shit out of you. Um, the flies, the mosquitoes, all kinds of stuff during the springtime. Certain parts of Canada, you don't want to be out there in the spring. Or you, you literally will become dinner. You've always, you ever see these, these fish shows with, you know, the, you throw a cow in when there's a bunch of piranha, and in three minutes there's nothing left but the bone. <laughs> That's what happens with the bugs. <laughs> nothing left. So, and again, probably most of that is bioweapon. They altered the genetics. So, there are places on YouTube, uh, and I've got some saved up, where you can make your own zapper. So, or bring a cattle prod with you, where you can, if something like that happens, you can give yourself a bit of a jolt. 
when electrical electrical voltage through you. Fry that protein. And remember, some of these bugs as well will carry nanotech inside of them. I've seen that. I've dissected a bunch of them. They all have these chips in them. So like I said, all this microwave that we're seeing and dealing with today, you know, it's what it is. It's really what it is. And it's difficult to um, sometimes see it because we've been so used to seeing certain things in such a light that we never, never think that these things have some, some lethality to them they never had before. You know, so it's important that we understand, you know, uh, again, the, uh, um, I'm just looking at something here. Uh, again, with these genetics, again, how to counter, thinking what you're going to do. Have the equipment on your close by. Even when you go grocery shop, you may want to have something that can create, create a static charge in your body. So that when you come out of the store, you give yourself a light charge just to disengage anything that may have hopped while you were there. Yeah, I got to see which one this one is. Hold on one second. Let's see what this one is. Hello, guys. Oh. Okay, here's another one by Fire Medic uh, about the unvaccinated. So let me play this real quick. Hold on. Today is December 20th, 2022. On December 14th, the WHO released an anti-vaccination activism hit piece. It was aimed to enrage those who are still asleep to this beast system. As I said recently, the parasites of this world always show you their religion and their gods, as you will see in the WHO video. And what I have on the screen currently is a unvaccinated world data report and most likely considered by the controllers to be the most unsafe countries according to their vaccination status. This was last updated on December 19th, 2022. You can't get updates like this even for VAERS. And my friend Sean said it best. So as I've said in interview after interview, these people are never going to stop coming after us and our kids until they get what they want. And now here's the video from the WHO. Take care and be safe. We have to recognize that anti-vaccine activism, which I actually call anti-science aggression, has now become a major killing force globally. During the COVID pandemic in the United States, 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives because they refused a COVID vaccine, even after vaccines became widely available. And now the anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the world, even into low and middle income countries. It's a killing force. Anti-science now kills more people than things like gun violence, global terrorism, nuclear proliferation, or cyber attacks. And now it's become a political movement. In the U.S., it's linked to far extremism on the far right. Same in Germany. So this is a new face of anti-science aggression. And so we need political solutions to address this. <laughs> I wanted to stop it there. Because I want to make a comment here. They're absolutely correct. But they did a little word crafting right under your nose. 
if you were to follow this like a like a tangent or a string, you'd get sucked in. But the reality here about all this is this: when they say anti-science is anti-science is the number one killer, they are absolutely correct because it was their anti-science bullshit that killed more people on the planet. You don't have any proof that the thing even existed. You created an injection that hadn't really any testing. You had global leaders warp speeding the effing thing right across the countryside. And then people started to die as a result of being injected. But nobody wanted to say anything. Nobody could tie, connect the dots. Apparently all the scientists and the doctors and the nurses that had been around injections for all these, this time couldn't see you know, it, the forest for the trees. Oh, no, it couldn't be that. <laughs> well, they were alive before you gave them the jab. What happened? Oh, that was just coincidental. Sheer luck. It was their time to die. They must have had something else going on in their body. And you didn't check for this before you injected them? See, that's what I mean. The anti-scientist uh, statement was so true what they're saying because they are the most guilty of the anti-science. What? You can't hear me either? Oh, hold on. Something's happening with this thing. Okay. Okay, I'm okay. Okay, you hear me? All right. Yeah, because uh, uh, Golfi is watching, saying she can't hear me. So I said, okay. You know what it is? She just she, she must have got raptured. <laughs> She'll probably hear the show. What do you mean got what? <laughs> oh, she's back. <laughs> Probably got raptured. <laughs> we got left behind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. The uh <laughs> I I have a friend of my OCs about that. You what you're still here? You got left behind? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you know, those are so, some of the things that don't necessarily divide Christians, but you can banter with each other about. You're getting raptured, are you? <laughs> are you packed? <laughs> Taking a suitcase? What are you doing? <laughs> are you going to get help with a jet? No. <laughs> anyway, um, let me get back to what I was <laughs> talking about here. Anti-science. We're going to get into anti-science. And they're going to say it's anti I couldn't believe the statement. Now, I, I'm going to go back and play, find the, the, the stretch, and I'm going to stop it so that you can see the, the word crafting that they did. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, uh, yeah, that that's true. <laughs> that's so true, too. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find this part here. Uh, we get into this whole anti-science bullshit. 
I find, like I said, oh, here we go. Let me play this real quick. ...which I actually call anti-science aggression has now become a major killing force globally. During the COVID pandemic in the United States, 200,000 Americans needlessly lost their lives because they refused a COVID vaccine. Okay, I'm going to stop that right there. I'm going to stop that right there. So, 200,000 Americans died during that time. So now, did anybody actually take a look at the statistics, actual statistics of how many people die every year from the cold and flu? See, this is a lot of general, generalization and generalities that they've thrown together to make one believe that these people all died from a uh, because they didn't get the jab. Well, before all this shit happened, they didn't have the jab before, so why? So people still died. People still die whether they had a jab or not. But all of a sudden now, this 200,000 is now being singled out. Then the next question I would ask to ask is let's see the real numbers, the real numbers of how many Americans actually died during the same time these 200,000 died that didn't take the jab. And let's do a comparison. Did they do that? No. No. Hold on a second. Here we go. And this guy is a professor and a dean. Imagine that. Even after vaccines became widely available, and now the anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the world, even into low- and middle-income countries, it's a killing force. Okay, there you go. The anti-vaccine is spreading even to the lower countries. That's saying... That because they uh, they because they had no study on the jab, that they are now able to penetrate countries in the that didn't have this technology, and because they penetrated these countries that didn't have this technology, the death rate went up because of the anti-vaccine agenda. The, you know the 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 anti-vaccine activism or the anti-science activism okay the anti-science aggression because they didn't apply any science so they were the ones using the anti-science people were just saying no to it no i'm not taking your shit you ain't got no proof or you have no proof whatsoever on anything that is here that's real where's your proof show us this virus show us the protein show it couldn't do it anti-science <laughs> they're the ones propagating it and because of that propagation people died unnecessarily they were sacrificed in the name of corona 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 come get your corona oh, okay sign me up sign me up no, that's what happened that's what happened you know, it's amazing today, it's amazing today how many people today have died for nothing. Died so that the President of the United States, the Prime Minister of Canada, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Prime Minister of South uh, of uh, Australia, Prime Minister of New Zealand, Prime the, the representative, representative leaders of South Africa, all went along with this bullshit. 
how Western Europe went along with it. Because in the end, they were going to make some major, major bucks. It's amazing what we're seeing today in regarding to um, the money that's involved with the, um, with the exploitation of mankind and that money being sent to the Ukraine. What if in the Ukraine they're building the new bioweapon? What if they're the, that's where it's going to be released from? So they can target, you know, Russians and the, you know, everybody around them. Chinese, the Japanese, the Koreans, the South Koreans, the Afghans. You know, what if? I mean, they've been pissing money into it like there's no tomorrow. And maybe they created this fiasco so they would have a place to again, spend money or send the money somewhere where they could build these bioweapons without being without violating any law. Bill Gates' patent gives him exclusive rights to computerize humans. Who gave this guy any, any permission to do this? You know, yeah, here we are. He's going to be, he's going to patent, has patent, uh, gives him exclusive rights to computerize humans. Ain't that special? Ain't that special? Yet, he didn't ask me for my permission for my DNA or my genetic code. That's why they're pushing these injections as well, so they can own U.S. cattle. And you know what happens when cattle gets fattened up? They get terminated. They go feed somebody. Yum. Let's go kill that cow. Woohoo. <laughs> A lot of weapons what's going on right now. Okay. Didn't the majority didn't the flu magically disappear in 2020? No. No, we all these all these new outbreaks are all all type of flu. Okay, that this these are all different types of flus. These are mutations of a flu, according to them. Yet I haven't seen any evidence and, and anywhere indicating what they're saying is true. I don't see the evidence. I don't see the proof. What I see is a lot of bullshit. That's what I see. This sounds like rhetoric building for the next pandemic. When people refuse that vaccine, they will be labeled as terrorists and, yeah, for the good of society. So it's going to wind up happening. You're going to use people like myself who will never get a shot, never wear a glove, never dip their shit in their, their stuff in their hands. And they'll say, that guy is a boogeyman. He's going to kill you. He doesn't got a shot. Oh, <laughs> they'll either run away or they'll come at you with a baseball bat trying to kill you. Mob rule. That's what where this is going. Mob rule. You go outside of the grocery store, you pick a couple out, and you got your shot. No, I'm not getting a shot. This person don't got a shot. And everybody just runs, you know, tries to take you out. That's where that stunner will come in handy, just in case some of them are zombies. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. 
Then nobody would bother you in the store anymore. <laughs> zap, 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 zap. That kind of thing. Like I said, tonight's a lot to think about. Again, I'll pose the question again just in case you weren't in the show earlier where we went down. Show may be in two parts today because, again, I got crashed in the first one. But anyway, uh, if your family members have been chipped, dipped, and injected and die and get reanimated, reanimated, not brought back to life, reanimated, connected to artificial intelligence, are they still alive? Okay. And if they are still alive, what would you do if they tried to assault you? Um, well, I don't know. I That's possible what you're saying, Craig. I'm not disregard, just refuting that. I think probably by February or March we may see some of the zombie shit that they're talking about. You know. But again, think about what I just said. If, if somebody died in your family, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunt, cousins, whatever, brothers, sisters, die. And they're brought back with a hookup of a neural link. Are they still alive? Are they still your family members? Are they still even functioning? See, these are questions everyone needs to start asking. How many of you have a hazmat suit? Good idea. Something to think about if you don't. You know. It's important that you understand that we are in a, a war today and this war is going to become multifaceted until they either wipe you out in your area or wipe you out, period. Or until you stand and say, guess what? You missed me. Ha ha. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, like I said, these are questions I'm asking you. Again, it's a person you know, you say it's a wife or a husband, die and become reanimated. Are they still alive? And if they're not still alive, are they zombified? And if they're zombified, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Just a just a question. You know, what are you going? I'm closing this because in closing because you'll be able to hear the show and you hear me again. I'm going to see if I can splice the two parts together. Um, probably going to do is I'm going to record the one part and record the second part. You know, make a little bit of a connection and keep it running. Anyway, I'm going to cut it loose. I uh, give you some things to think about. I always talk to you about reading the Gospels, reading what Jesus had to say, reading the book of Revelations, reading the book of Acts and the letters. You'll get something out of it, something that you may find, um, uh, you know, something that may intrigue, interest, or even enlighten you. Something to get you on your way. So again, I encourage you to read the Gospels. Uh, I did have on the other show, the, all the people up there. So you got Fiona, Fire Medic, uh, Cherie, 
and myself miss somebody um two girls Johnny, Fiona, Fire Medic, uh, Sherry, and myself. Five. Five people you can find, which will be on the email. Support anybody you want. Support them if you can. Uh, if you can, help them with donations. By all means, do so. If you can't because you're broke or whatever, again, worry about getting your house up and running, especially after what we've been through. All righty, as I always say at the end of these shows, we're still here by the grace of God. So till the next segment to your house, the next show should be Saturday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I believe that's the 24th. So that'll be your Christmas Eve send-off. How's that grab you? And if you got any ideas for a show, please send me an email. Let me know what you wanted to talk about. All righty. So, again, as I said before, we're still here by the grace of God. So to the next segment, to your house. Take care.